Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom, friends. This is Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program. Today, we're going to look at the weekly Torah portion, the portion of the five books of Moses that Jewish people read in the synagogue. And then we're going to add, because we are New Testament people also, and so we're going to add from the Brit Chadashah, that's the New Covenant, the, the New Testament. And we're going to speak about how this is fulfilled in Jesus the Messiah and the relevance that it really has in our walk with God each and every day. And so with me is my good friend and colleague, Bobby Walter, who leads our Brooklyn branch and leads a Messianic congregation. Shalom, everyone, and welcome to the program with us. Now, Mitch, when I was in Bible college a number of years ago, I was taking a class, a theology class, and the professor started the class out with a question to all the students. He said, if you were stuck on a deserted island or a desert island, you know, what's the right way to say that? Desert Island. Desert Island. Island. De- yeah. Definitely. Desert Islands are always deserted, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were stuck on a, on a desert island and you could only bring one book of the Bible with you, what book would it be? And, you know, people gave different answers. John, the Psalms, Matthew, you know, and then the professor made a joke. And I was much more, you know, idealistic <laughs> back then. He made a joke. He said, well, I bet none of you would bring Leviticus, right? And everyone laughed. And it really bugged me uh, because... <laughs> I I like Leviticus, you know? So I wound up writing my final paper for that semester on why I would bring Leviticus on a (laughs) desert island. But why why would I say that? Because there is a lot of richness in many ways. What we read on those pages, once we get past all the the rigid details about sacrifices and and priests and, and all these other things, what we begin to unearth and what we begin to learn is that God is clearly laying the foundation for what he would do, what he would accomplish in and through his son Jesus when he came the first time and and honestly for all eternity. I think that a lot of people would have probably chosen John over Leviticus, Bobby, (laughs) and I think that you need to do some self-examination, you know, honestly. No, I mean, I, I probably would have chosen Deuteronomy because Deuteronomy is more narrative and, you know, and has more war scenes, you know, and uh, right. which, which, which I like. More action. More action. Yeah. But I can tell you Leviticus really is at the core of our faith. It's quoted in the New Testament quite often. And really, without the book of Leviticus, how would anybody ever understand the book of Hebrews? Mm-hmm. And so Hebrews is completely built on the book of Leviticus. And remember, the temple was standing when uh, the book of Hebrews was written. And so it's quite possible that whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, we don't know who the author was, that they were a Jewish believer, but they certainly understood the book of Leviticus. And actually in some Bible colleges, Bobby, they actually combine Leviticus Hebrews Hmm. as the way they they teach both of the books because you can't have one without the other. Our Torah portion for the week is found in Leviticus 6, 8 through 8.36. And this is a great passage, and it is our portion because, as you well know, we are following this wonderful devotional book called The Portion. And you can just go to the 
website that we'll mention a little bit later, and you can get the portion for yourself. And in this portion, in this selection, Moses received instructions of how the priests were supposed to handle their offices and how Aaron and his sons were commanded to keep the fire on the altar burning. Because sacrifices are at the heart of our relationship with God. It was at the heart of the relationship with God of the Old Testament saints. And it's at the heart of our relationship with God for we New Testament saints. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because the sacrifices, each and every one of them, there are five major sacrifices or types of sacrifices that we were commanded to offer. These all point in one way or another to the Messiah Jesus because the Messiah Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. And the detail that you find in Leviticus of how the priest was to cleanse himself and and what they were supposed to wear and how they were supposed to approach the sacrifices, it's all so incredibly detailed. And you can either get bored by these details or, like me, you could be fascinated by the details because we have a God who is detailed. And I want to make a very important point for you that you should remember when you're sharing the gospel with Jewish people and even sharing the gospel with non-Jewish people, but particularly with secular kinds of people. Because one of the things that a, a person who doesn't really embrace Jesus, Yeshua as their Messiah, will say, how could you say that there's only one way? And I've had a lot of Jewish people say to me, you can't say there's only one way. You're closed-minded. And you need to be open-minded. There's got to be more than one way to God. Of course, they're not thinking about uh, Judaism. They're saying Hinduism's okay and Buddhism is okay and whatever kind of religion you make up is, is okay. But the truth is, is that there is only one way to God, but it actually didn't start with Jesus. John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. That's not where this one-way thing started. It started in the book of Leviticus. You see, there was only one way to God, and that was through the sacrifices. Having one way to God is something that is intrinsically, innately Jewish, because God said that this can only happen one way, and that's through the priests, who were the sons of Aaron, very particular, and they were to do it with great detail, and they were to offer a sacrifice in the one place on the altar, and that would be the way that atonement could be made with God. And so one way is one of the great themes of the book of Leviticus. That's right, Mitch. And one thing I absolutely love about this, uh, when we look in Leviticus and we see these sacrifices and we see the priesthood, what's amazing about it is that when we come to the New Testament, all of these things, the sacrifices and the priesthood, it all points to Jesus himself. It all points to this one person, Yeshua. And you mentioned the book of Hebrews earlier. One of the author of Hebrews' favorite titles for Jesus is our high priest or our great high priest. Now, obviously, Yeshua, Jesus, was not a Levite. He was a priest described more as from the order of Melchizedek. But time and time again, throughout Hebrews, he's referred to in these terms. So I'm just going to read a few portions here, right? So in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, Therefore, holy brothers, partakers of a heavenly calling, 
Consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. And then later on, again, in Hebrews chapter 9, and this is probably one of the most powerful passages where we see Jesus fulfilling the sacrifice and the high priestly duty. It says this in Hebrews 9 verse 11, But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, okay, so he's, he's appearing as the high priest, right? He entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood. So we see him as the priest, and now we see him as the sacrifice. Through his own blood, he entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. So, Mitch, like you said, Jesus is this one exclusive path. And the only way that we can understand what those words mean is if we understand the words of Leviticus. Bobby, that was a great explanation of how Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you appreciated all of this as well. And again, I hope that you will send for your portion book so that you can really get to know uh, the Old Testament, particularly the five books of Moses, get to know them better. And then you'll be so blessed to see how each and every great teaching of Scripture that you find in the Old Testament is fulfilled in the new through Jesus the Messiah. Shalom, dear friend, in the name of Jesus the Messiah. This is Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. And I just want to take a moment of your time to give you some prayer requests. I just want to share some prayer requests. Number one is to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we're praying for Jewish people in Israel, Jewish people outside of Israel, Israelis. We're praying for all who live in Israel. Jerusalem is a symbol for the nation of Israel. And by the way, that would include Gaza, because when God gave the land to the Jewish people, in the book of uh, Joshua, we learn that Gaza and many other passages, that Gaza is part of the land of Israel. And so let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray for all of Israel, that the Prince of Peace might, first of all, reign in the hearts of individuals who come to know Jesus as the Messiah. And secondly, by some miracle, peace can be made and, and war and death uh, can, can stop. Please pray for the staff of Chosen People Ministries. A number of our people have been called up. Kids of our staff have been called up and they're serving uh, in, in infantry. Pray that they have a ministry to their fellow soldiers. Uh, pray that God would spare uh, soldiers and that God would spare innocent uh, non-combatants who are Palestinians and Israelis. So pray for the staff. We're feeding the hungry. We're feeding those who have been displaced. Probably between one and 200,000 Israelis have had to leave their homes because they're too close to the border. And so let's pray for our staff because it's about 30 of us and lots of volunteers and we are working hard to provide food and clothing and stuff for, for babies and, uh, and all sorts of things. So we really need your prayers for that. And then third, please pray uh, for the leaders of these two entities, the nation of Israel and Hamas, 
Uh, I personally do pray that God will act in just, be, act justly and that uh, Hamas will be uh, deconstructed so that they're no longer a threat to Israel and the Jewish people and their own people. Uh, I don't consider Hamas to represent all Palestinians or however means God sees possible. I pray that they will be stopped. They need to be stopped. Uh, they are pure evil and they need to be stopped. And then pray for uh, Netanyahu and pray for the new unity uh, government and for the war cabinet. Pray that they'd have wisdom. I know that the Israelis do not want to hurt non-combatants. I know that. That's, it would be it would be something that they would dread, but things are going to happen and we really need to pray that they have wisdom and pray for precision. Just one last thing. Please pray for the hostages. My heart breaks so heavily because of the hostages. Young kids, babies, mothers, they've been taken to, uh, to Gaza and God only knows where they are. And so please pray uh, that uh, God would have mercy on the hostages and that uh, they would be found and they would be saved. I just thank you so much for caring about what's happening in Israel today because it does affect uh, the Jewish people. It affects every Christian who is linked into that olive tree, who identifies with the children of Israel. So please pray that God will end this very quickly and that uh, we can go on to the rebuilding phase, which, we're, which, which will surely come. So thank you so much for taking a moment of your time and thank you for standing with Israel and the Jewish people. From humble beginnings in Brooklyn, New York, to serving in 18 countries across the globe, Chosen People Ministries exists to share the knowledge of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, with God's chosen people. Our outreach programs include evangelism and discipleship, messianic centers and congregations, and equipping local churches for Jewish evangelism. If you have a heart to reach the Jewish people in your community with the love of Messiah, connect with us today. You'll find us online at chosenpeople.com radio. And then be sure to check out our I Found Shalom videos. You'll find the links to these resources and so much more on our website. And with your help, we'll continue proclaiming the good news through Yeshua the Messiah to Jewish people around the world for years to come. To learn more, go to chosenpeople.com radio. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. Here at Chosen People Ministries, we hear from a lot of Jewish people who have found the Messiah. And right now, we'd like to share one of those stories with you. I had a yacht in the south of France and a huge house, and I felt on top of the world. The time came when the stock market crashed. I lost everything. I remember as a little boy, my Orthodox Jewish grandfather, leave the room we were in and go upstairs several times a day. I said to Grandma, where does Grandpa go every day? Oh, she said, he goes to speak with God. So I thought to myself, if Grandpa goes to speak with God, God must be a very important person. My parents saved up to send me to college and then I became a barrister at law and I loved being on my feet with, with the wig and the gown, I'm sure you've seen it. Unfortunately, 
I had a phone call from my mother. My father was in hospital and that he was very ill. And I had to hang up my wig and my gown and I had to look after his business. There were no other children. I became hardened and I wanted so much to prove to all these people that I could make money as well. And years went by and I married a lovely girl. Her name was Valerie and uh, I became very successful. About five years after that, I turned my finance company into a bank. And five years after that, the bank went onto the stock market and I became a multimillionaire. I had a yacht in the south of France and a Rolls Royce and a huge house and I felt on top of the world. The press called me Midas and I was full of ego and I was full of myself. I was my own God. I didn't take any interest at all in the one true God. The time came when the stock market crashed because the price of oil climbed dramatically and I, I lost everything. So I went from one extreme to the other. One day I was very rich and the next day I was suddenly treating people without the champagne and caviar and I was taking Valium and drinking whiskey and I was very, very unhappy. One day in Los Angeles, several extraordinary things happened. We went to a Bible study in someone's house and he was a Jewish man. I was sitting there, I didn't know anyone around me. There were clearly Jews and Gentiles and I was deeply in thought about what I'd heard from the man who'd done the teaching from the Bible, from the Old Testament. And a woman came up to me after the lesson and she simply said to me, she said, Joseph, are you now ready to receive Yeshua, Jesus, as your Messiah? And when we went out of that place, Valerie said to me, Joseph, there's something I have to tell you. Something very special happened to me. She said, they told me about Jesus and who he is, and I have accepted Jesus as my Messiah. And I looked at her and I said, I've done the same. And I burst into tears, I'm not ashamed to tell you. And I probably cried for 10, 12 minutes, and I received Yeshua. And I knew that something big had happened to me. Well, in the weeks and months that followed, we went to synagogues, we went to churches, and very uncomfortable in churches, but they talked about Jesus, and I decided I wanted to learn more. I went to a seminary, and later on I became a, a teacher of the Bible, pastor of a small church, and that was a wonderful experience, and I loved telling people about it. Jesus is Jewish, all the apostles are Jewish, and when people say to me, all oh, you've converted, I say to them, no, I haven't converted unless Jesus has converted. Practically all the Bible is written by Jews and I feel very much at home. It was very hard for Valerie. She'd picked up a germ that was in a bad part of her body even before she knew me when she was a teenager. In those days, they didn't have the medical knowledge to know how to stop it spreading. Unfortunately, years later, she passed away. And I will never forget the wonderful time I had with Valerie, whom I adored and loved. I have struggled with why God 
allowed her to suffer so much. But we have to trust in God and we have to realize that his ways are not our ways. And I'm sure she'll be well one day when heaven opens up for those who believe in Jesus. He was divine. He was indeed the Son of God. He did indeed come to this earth, which to me today, many years later, is still amazing to me that God would send his own Son to help us reach out to him and be forgiven for our sins. I had missed something for many years of my life. I think if you ask me what was my overriding emotion, and that was gratitude. Thanks to God for showing me the truth. Thanks to God for allowing me to share that truth with other people. The Jewish people are scattered throughout the world. You might live in the middle of a Jewish community or in the middle of the heartland with no Jewish neighbors for a hundred miles. Maybe your best friend in college was Jewish or the only interaction you've had was watching a Jewish actor on TV. Maybe you visited Israel and fell in love with the land and its people, or you haven't, and visiting Israel would be a dream come true. No matter where you live, who you know, or what you do, one thing is true. Israel and the Jewish people have played a huge role in world history and are still an important part of God's plan. After all, God chose this tiny people group to bring salvation to the whole world. Through Messiah Jesus. If it weren't for the Jewish people, we would not have a relationship with the Father as we have it today. But sadly, many Jewish people still do not know Jesus as their Messiah, and God's heart still breaks for them. So let's join in their story, playing the role that God wants us to play in their salvation. As Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 1.16 Do you want to see the power of God? Unite with his heart to reach the Jewish people for Jesus, and you will see him unleash his purpose, promise, in power in your church and community like never before. Let's make God's priority our priority. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're enjoying these programs as much as we are. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can inspire and encourage a Jewish family member or a Jewish friend this year, then be sure to stop by our online store and discover all the resources that we have available for you today. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com radio. And while you're there, ask for your copy of our booklet, Sharing Jesus in a Jewish Way. It's yours free of charge just for connecting with us. That's right, our listening family can get this book for free online by visiting chosenpeople.com slash radio. Once again, that's chosenpeople.com slash radio. Or request your free book. You're going to like this book. This is really worth getting. 888-293-7482. Call 888-293-7482. And if you prefer, you can request the booklet, Sharing Jesus in a Jewish Way, in the mail by writing to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. And when you reach out today, 
Don't forget to let us know where and how you're listening to this program. Now, let's wrap up today's program with the Aaronic Benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.